0: Our service of morning prayer begins on page three of the Book of Common Prayer. Let the words of my mouth and the meditation
1: of my heart be always acceptable in thy sight, O Lord, my strength and my redeemer. O Lord, open now our lips.
2: And our mouth shall show forth thy praise.
1: Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost.
2: As it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall
0: be. World without end. Amen. Praise ye the Lord. The Lord's name be praised. Booth Psalm 95. O come, let us sing unto
1: the Lord. Let us heartily rejoice in the strength of our salvation. Let us come before his presence with thanksgiving, and show ourselves glad in him with psalms. For the Lord is a great God, and a great King above all gods.
0: We will, our reading from the Psalms this morning will continue Psalm 37,
1: beginning at verse 26 on page 386. The righteous ever merciful and lendeth, and his seed is blessed.
2: Flee from evil, and do the thing that is good, and dwell forevermore.
1: For the Lord loveth the thing that is right. He forsaketh not his that be godly, but they are preserved forever.
2: The unrighteous shall be punished, as for the seed of the ungodly, it shall be rooted out.
1: The righteous shall inherit the land, and dwell therein forever.
2: The mouth of the righteous is exercised in wisdom, and his tongue will be talking of judgment.
1: The law of his God is in his heart, and his going shall not slide.
2: The ungodly watcheth the righteous, and seeketh occasion to slay him.
1: The Lord will not leave him in his hand, nor condemn him when he is judged.
2: Hope thou in the Lord, and keep his way, and he shall promote thee, that thou shalt possess the land. When the ungodly shall perish, thou shalt see it.
1: I myself have seen the ungodly in great power, and flourishing like a green bay tree.
2: I went by, and lo, he was gone. I sought him, but his place could nowhere be found.
1: Keep innocency, and take heed unto the thing that is right. For that shall bring a man peace at the last.
2: As for the transgressors, they shall perish together. And the end of the ungodly is, they shall be rooted out at the last.
1: But the salvation of the righteous cometh of the Lord, who is also their strength in the time of trouble.
2: And the Lord shall stand by them, and save them. He shall deliver them from the ungodly and shall save them, because they put their trust in him.
1: Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost.
2: As it was in the beginning, is
0: now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. Here begins the 14th chapter of
3: the first book of Kings. At that time, Abijah, the son of Jeroboam, became sick. And Jeroboam said to his wife, Please arise and disguise yourself that they may not recognize you as the wife of Jeroboam, and go to Shiloh. Indeed, Ahijah, the prophet, is there, who told me that I would be king over his peop- over this people. Also take with you ten loaves, some cakes, and a jar of honey, and go to him. He will tell you what will become of the child. And Jeroboam's wife did so. She arose and went to Shiloh, and came to the house of Ahijah. But Ahijah could not see, for his eyes were glazed by reason of his age. Now the Lord said to Ahijah, Here is the wife of Jeroboam, coming to ask you something about her son, for he is sick. Thus and thus you shall say to her, for it will be, when she comes in, that she will pretend to be another woman. So it was, when Hijah heard the sound of her footsteps as she came through the door, he said, Come in, wife of Jeroboam, why do you pretend to be another person? For I have been sent to you with bad news. Go tell Jeroboam, thus says the Lord God of Israel, Because I exalted you from among the people, and made you ruler over my people Israel, and tore the kingdom away from the house of David and gave it to you. And yet you have not been as my servant David, who kept my commandments, and who followed me with all his heart, to do only what was right in my eyes. But you have done more evil than all who were before you. For you have gone and made for yourself other gods and molded images to provoke me to anger, and have cast me behind your back. Therefore, behold, I will bring disaster on the house of Jeroboam, and will cut off from Jeroboam every male in Israel, bond and free, I will take away the remnant of the house of Jeroboam, as one takes away refuse until it is all gone. The dog shall eat whoever belongs to Jeroboam and dies in the city. And the birds of the air shall eat whoever dies in the field, for the Lord has spoken. Arise, therefore, go go to your own house. When your feet enter the city, the child shall die, and all Israel shall mourn for him and bury him. For he is the only one of Jeroboam who shall come to the grave. Because in him there is found something good toward the Lord God of Israel in the house of Jeroboam. Moreover, the Lord will raise up for himself a king over Israel, who shall cut off the house of Jeroboam. This is the day, what, even now? For the Lord will strike Israel as a reed is shaken in the water. He will uproot Israel from this good land which he gave to their fathers, and will scatter them beyond the river. Because they have made their wooden images, provoking the Lord to anger, and he will give Israel up because of the sins of Jeroboam, who sinned and who made Israel sin. Then Jeroboam's wife arose and departed, and came to Terzah. When she came to the threshold of the house, the child died, and they buried him, and all Israel mourned for him, according to the word of the Lord, which he spoke through his servant Ahisha the prophet. Now the rest of the acts of Jeroboam, how he made war and how he reigned, indeed they are written in the book of the Chronicles of the Kings of Israel. The period that Jeroboam reigned was 22 years. So he rested with his fathers, then Nadab his son reigned in his place. And Rehoboam, the son of Solomon reigned in Judah. Rehoboam was 41 years old when he became king. He reigned 17 years in Jerusalem, the city which the Lord had chosen out of all the tribes of Israel to put his name there. His mother's name was Nama, the Ammonitis. Now Judah did evil in the sight of the Lord, and they provoked him to jealousy with their sins which they committed, more than all that their fathers had done. But they also built for themselves high places, sacred pillars, and wooden images on every high hill and under every green tree. They were also perverted persons in the land. They did according to all the abominations of the nations which the Lord had cast out before the children of Israel. It happened in the fifth year of the king of In the fifth year of King Rehoboam, that Shishak, king of Egypt, came up against Israel, and he took away the treasures of the house of the Lord and the treasures of the king's house. He took away everything. He also took away all the gold shields which Solomon had made. Then King Rehoboam made broad shields in their place and committed them to the hands of the captains of the guard who guarded the doorway of the king's house. And whenever the king entered the house of the Lord, the guards carried them and brought them back into the guardroom. Now, the rest of the acts of Rehoboam and all that he did, are they not written in the book of the Chronicles of the Kings of Judah? And there was war between Rehoboam and Jeroboam all their days. So Rehoboam rested with his fathers and was buried with his fathers in the city of David. His mother's, his mother's name was Namah the Ammonitess. Then Abijam, his son, reigned in his place.
0: Here is the first lesson. Benedictus says.
1: Praised and exalted above all forever. Blessed art thou in the firmament of heaven. Praised and exalted above all forever. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy
0: Ghost. As it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be. World without end. Amen. Here Here begins the epistle of James.
3: James, a bondservant of God. And of the lord jesus christ to the twelve tribes which are scattered abroad greetings my brethren count it all joy when you fall into various trials knowing that the testing of your faith produces patience but let patience have its perfect work that you may be perfect and complete lacking nothing
0: if any of you lacks
3: wisdom let him ask god let him ask of god who gives to you all liberally and without reproach and it will be given to him but let him ask in faith with no doubting For he who doubts is like a wave of the sea driven and tossed by the wind for let not that man suppose that he will receive anything from the lord he is a double-minded man unstable in all his ways let the lowly brother glory in his exaltation but the rich in his humiliation because as a flower of the field he will pass away for no sooner has the sun risen with a burning heat than it wishes than it withers the grass its flower falls and its beautiful appearance perishes so the rich man also will fade away in his pursuits. Here ends
0: the second lesson.
1: Together the Benedictus on page 14. Blessed be the Lord God of Israel, for he hath visited and redeemed his people and hath raised up a mighty salvation for us in the house of his servant David. As he spake by the mouth of his holy prophets, which have been since the world began, that we should be saved from our enemies from the hand of all that hate us. Perform the mercy promised to our forefathers, and to remember his holy covenant. Perform the oath which he sware to our forefather Abraham, that he would give us, that we being delivered out of the hand of our enemies might serve him without fear, and holiness and righteousness before him all the days of our life. And thou, child, shalt be called the prophet of the highest, for thou shalt go before the face of the Lord to prepare his ways to give knowledge of salvation unto his people, for the remission of their sins, through the tender mercy of our God, whereby the day spring from on high hath visited us, to give light to them that sit in darkness and in the shadow of death, and to guide our feet into the way of peace. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost, as it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen.
0: And take not thy Holy Spirit from us. Lord, we pray that thy grace may always
1: prevent and follow us and make us continually to be given to all good works. Through Jesus Christ, our Lord.
0: Amen.
1: O God, who art the author of peace and lover of concord, Grant that this day we fall into no sin, neither run into any kind of danger, but that all our doings being ordered by thy governance
0: may be righteous in thy sight, through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. Good morning. In this morning's Old Testament reading, we will continue the slow and inevitable
1: decline of the northern and southern kingdoms, from the faithfulness of King David to the increasing apostasy of his successor. Today we have some bad rulers, but there will be a good ruler on Monday, and a few others between now and their eventual captivity in Assyria and Babylon, respectively. In the New Testament, we begin the only writings we have from James, 1st Bishop of Jerusalem. This is not the apostle who is one of the sons of Zebedee but the James was believed by Protestants and the Eastern Orthodox to be either the younger half-brother or older step-brother of our Lord. However, I want to focus on a specific passage from the opening chapter, the Epistle by St. James. When I heard the last three verses of today's New Testament reading, it sounded like something I'd heard before. Looking into this was like pulling on a thread, because it turns out there are four other passages in Scripture that express this theme. It turns out uh, the version that I know best is the, is a phrase quoted by a seminary teacher from an audio class I listened to many years ago. He would end his lectures with a fa- falling passage from the beginning of Peter's first epistle. The grass withers and its flower falls away, but the word of the Lord endures forever. The snippet he quoted had a clear message. God's truth, as with God himself, is immutable, unchanging, eternal. However, his quote dropped the first part that parallels this morning's passage by his fellow apostle James. Both James 1, verses 9-10 through 10, and verse 24 of the opening chapter of 1 Peter make the point that human beings, and any glory they might have, will fade away like the grass or the flowers in the field. Of course, this is a familiar theme from the New Testament, as when in Luke 12 Jesus tells the parable of the rich man and his barns. As verses 9 to 11 of this morning's New Testament reading say, let the brother glory in his exaltation, but the rich in his humiliation, because as a flower of the field, he will pass away. For no sooner has the sun risen with a burning heat that it withers the grass, its flower falls, and its beautiful appearance perishes. So the rich man also will
0: fade away in his pursuits. But looking into the context, there's more to the passage than that.
1: In the first Peter passage, our New King James translation makes explicit verses 24 and 25, or a quotation of an earlier text, helpfully cross-references Isaiah 40, verses 6 through 8. This is the chapter of Isaiah with Messianic prophecies that are heavily quoted by George Frederick Hendel in his choral masterpiece. The first five verses of Isaiah 40 form the text of the opening movements of the Messiah, include the first suiting, the first chorus, which is based on Isaiah 40, verse 5. And the glory of the Lord shall be revealed, and all flesh shall see it together, for the mouth of the Lord has spoken it. The opening tenor recitation of the Messiah begins with Isaiah 40, verse 1. Comfort ye my people, saith your God. The tenor continues to verse 3, which says that the later passage, including the one that's quoted by Peter, Are the words of the voice of one crying in the wilderness. So when James implicitly and Peter explicitly quotes from the Hebrew Scriptures, they are quoting the prophetic verse of Isaiah and what he heard or saw from God. But, as Paul Harvey used to say, wait, there's more. The Isaiah passage is cross-referenced to an earlier passage from the book of Job. It is from the 14th chapter of Job, which we'll hear next Tuesday at evening prayer this year without a meditation. This chapter comes after Job has lamented the specific woes that have begun to afflict him uh, in his trial throughout this book. The 14th chapter is entitled, Job Speaks of the Lord's Woes in the New King James. In one commentary, the passage is labeled, Job passes from his own misery to the common misery of mankind. The opening verses of this chapter say man who is born of woman is a few days and full of trouble he comes forth like a flower and fades away he flees like a shadow and does not continue the remainder of the chapter emphasizes not only the temporary nature of life but also the finality of death while the death of a plant might provide the seed for a new plant job notes that the end of human life is is final and the miserable Job says brings peace at last. He also refers to God's mercy as the end of this man's life brings an end to his sins and judge God's judgment against those sins. Finally, the Job passage is cross referenced to Psalm ninety described as a prayer of Moses. Bible scholars would argue about which one was written first, this Psalm or the Book of Job, so I'll leave that aside. To me the opening verses of psalm 90 are among the most beautiful poetry in a book of timeless poetry lord thou hast been our dwelling place in all generations before the mountains were brought forth wherever thou hadst formed the earth and the world from everlasting to everlasting thou art god thou turnest man back to the dust and sayest turn back o children of men for a thousand years in thy sight are but as yesterday when it is past, or as a watch in the night. Thou dost sweep men away, they are like a dream, like grass which is renewed in the morning. In the morning it flourishes and is renewed, in the evening it fades and withers. From here, the psalmist makes explicit both the impermanence of life and the mercy of God's final judgment. It closes, as the psalms often do, words of hope. So teach us to number our days, as we may get a heart of wisdom." I think that is a clear and fitting conclusion to the psalm, the words of Job and Isaiah, and to the two epistles by Peter and James.
0: Now return to page 18 of the Book of Common Prayer. O God, the creator and preserver of all mankind,
1: Finally we commend to thy fatherly goodness all those who are anyways afflicted or distressed,
0: mind, body, or estate. It may please thee to comfort and relieve them according to their several necessities giving them patience
1: under their sufferings and a happy issue of all their afflictions and this we beg for jesus christ's sake amen together the general thanksgiving almighty god father of all mercies we thine unworthy servants do give thee most humble and hearty thanks for all thy goodness and loving kindness
0: to us and to all men
1: by walking before Thee in holiness and righteousness all our days. Through Jesus Christ, our Lord, to whom with Thee and the Holy Ghost be all honor and glory, world without end. Amen. Most gracious God, we beseech Thee, give us a just sense of Thy great mercies, such as may appear in our lives by an humble, holy, and obedient walking before Thee all our days. Through Jesus Christ, our Lord, to whom with Thee and the Holy Ghost be all honor and glory, world without end.
2: Amen.
1: The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ and the love of God and the fellowship of the Holy Ghost be with us all evermore. Amen. Thank you all for joining us. Thank you to Britt and Carl for making this morning's worship possible. See some of you tonight.
0: Thank you, Joel. Have a wonderful so day, everybody.